Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 112 of Starting the Conversation. I suddenly realised when prepping for this episode that I never introduced myself and I can't tell whether that assumption that you already know who I am is either humble or arrogant. So either way, hello. Um, If we've not been introduced before, if this is your first episode or you've been listening for a while and you're not familiar, hi, I am Alice Benham. I'm a digital marketing coach. It is my total privilege to host this podcast and I show up every single week with a different episode focused around something under the umbrella of business and digital marketing. I love all things honest, I love all things conversational and I also seemingly love to butcher two years worth of hard work on this podcast in a very crappy 30 second introduction. So Emily if you would like to make a mental note for me to never freestyle intros again absolutely feel free. Uh, But now we've got that weird start to the podcast over, let's get into it. Because if you've been listening to this podcast for the last few weeks, you'll be familiar with the fact that it's been finding its feet in this new lockdown world. I mean, isn't that just the story of all of our lives right now? Weirdly enough, we didn't get any lessons at school at dealing with a global pandemic. So whether it's our lives or our businesses, we've all been figuring out how to adjust. And this podcast is no different. For the last six weeks, this podcast has been mixing it up from sitting down for a month with Emily, the editor of this podcast and my team member to talk through the topics that we're often asked about to sharing with you an uncut conversation with my business coach, which I didn't even mean to become an episode to last week sitting down with my accountant to talk through some financial topics that I'm always curious about. It's been a lot of fun to mix things up and play around with not only different topics, but also different guests. However, as fun as that playing around has been, I'm excited to announce that we have now landed on a new format for the podcast moving forward. What I've really noticed in this time is that our ability to consume kind of really long form content has gone down, both because we don't have the time, but also because just the energy that takes isn't necessarily there. But whilst that's true, what I also notice is that so many of you, myself included, are using this time to move your businesses forward. So I thought to meet that, I'm gonna start sharing shorter, but super to the point episodes over the next few weeks slash months to begin to serve you as you navigate this time. Each of these episodes are gonna stay, fingers crossed, within the 15 to 20 minute mark, and they're all gonna be focused around one question. I asked you guys over on Instagram and I also asked the guys within my six week thing group what questions you would like to ask me and let me tell you, you came up with some great ones. So I will be showing up both within solo episodes but also with some guest chats to get other people in to share their expertise to answer those questions that you have been asking and hopefully give you a bit of expertise every week that you can use to move your business forward in this weird old time. So kicking it off with the first question, which was a really popular one actually, how do you get your first clients? And this feels like a particularly interesting question to explore because I think so often in business, at least in my experience, we reach an achievement or we, you know, tick off a milestone and we never stop to number one, pat ourselves on the back and celebrate it. But number two, to really reflect on what's played a role in making that thing happen. And I so remember earlier on in my business kind of journey, cringe alert, just being so desperate to ask those people who felt so far away from where I was, you know, people who had clients, people who were booked out, people who seemed to have these quote unquote successful businesses. I just wanted to ask them, how did you do it? Where did it begin? How did you first get that ball rolling? So I've spent a bit of time kind of looking back over the last few years 
pinpointing for me what felt like that very first coaching client and I guess just reflecting on what I think happened in the lead up to that to make that a reality. And this is a really interesting question to explore, particularly as a service-based business and as a coach, because I think a lot of the time when what you do is kind of selling your time and selling your impact, actually word of mouth and reputation is the biggest thing that grows your business and that gains you clients. I often think when you're service-based, you know, your most powerful marketing is the marketing that you're not in control of because it's what you're known for in the circles that you're in. And it's what people say about you when your name is brought up and it's the way that your past clients and people that already know you speak about you. And of course, that's fantastic once you've got the ball rolling, but when you've got no clients in place, when you haven't got that past reputation and impact, it can be really hard to figure out, okay, when you're at the very first initial stages, how do you get those first clients? So to take you back to what this looked like for me, just a quick reminder, I started my business back in 2016, and after spending a year doing social media management and then burning out, I shifted towards coaching at the end of 2017. Now, it would be safe to say the length of time for me between shifting to coaching and getting my very first full paying coaching client who felt like an ideal client to me, I don't think is as long as it needs to take for everyone. But you have to remember that at that time, I was fresh out of six to nine months of burnout. I was spending a lot of time just finding my feet. I was quite young, still am, and I had a lot of things to learn. So actually when I checked before this episode, my first ever client who in my head was booking me for the work that I wanted to do and who was at the time what felt like an ideal client, started working with me in the middle of October 2018. I actually checked just before this episode and the invoice date was the 28th of August and then things must have kicked off a month or two after. So I first started shifting to coaching at the end of 2017. I probably fully kind of immersed myself in that business plan at the start of 2018. And then about seven months later was when that first traction came into play of me getting that first client. So what happened in that time period? Well, I think when I look back, I can kind of group it into three categories. And for me, those three categories are number one, growing in confidence and refining my offerings. Number two, getting my name out there and building relationships. And number three, showing up with consistency and value. So I'm gonna dive into each of those a little bit more because when I look back, I think those are the three most fundamental things that I did and that happened in the run up to that very first client booking me and ultimately in the run up to my business growing to where it is now. So that first point, growing in confidence and refining my offerings. I think this is one that is often the biggest question mark, isn't it? You know, I had shifted from social media management to coaching and the thought of suddenly just being on what was a Skype call at the time and speaking with someone for 45 minutes was so intimidating. And I think I knew if I'm gonna be charging people for that time and I'm gonna be putting myself out there, I need to really have a confidence, not just a confidence in myself, but also a confidence in the way that I'm doing things. And for me, one of the biggest ways that I gained that confidence and really refined things was by working for free. I am a big advocate of the fact that working for free when done intentionally and with boundaries can be really effective. That year I did my first ever set of International Women's Day free coaching clients 
Does that make sense? Basically, every single year on International Women's Day, I do a giveaway of coaching. And whilst now that isn't something that I do for the sake of growing in confidence and refining my offerings, I now just do it because I have a real heart to help the people who can't always access coaching. At the time, whilst that was still my heart, part of me was doing it because I just knew that I would need that experience under my belt for me to feel truly confident in what I was doing. You know, when you're a service-based business, you kind of have to believe in yourself before you can convince anyone else to do the same. So that first set of clients that I worked with towards the start of 2018, I think were really fundamental in me, not only kind of trying out coaching and checking that I liked it, thankfully I did, but also in me just finding my feet with how I was as a coach how I showed up, the kind of questions that I should ask, the way that I should communicate with my clients, the software that I should use. Actually working for free can be an amazing way just to trial out the way that we work because the pressure is lessened, you know, they're not full paying clients and therefore we have a real capacity just to play around with things and to find what works. And of course, one of the other things that does come off the back of working for free is that you get testimonials and people say positive things about your work together. Now, whilst I think that was really helpful, mainly for me actually, just to have that confidence and to have a bit of evidence online, I don't think that free work was necessarily that impactful in growing me an audience and finding me other people that would want to work with me. And for me, the only reason why I say that is because I don't know if all the people that I did that free coaching with were a perfect fit for my ideal client. But at that time, I didn't know what my ideal client was. And really one of the reasons why I did that free coaching was to figure it out. So that's my kind of first thing, growing in confidence, refining my offerings, and really just finding my feet, trusting that I could do it, realizing that it worked, realizing how it worked, and then kind of having the confidence to go out there with that thing. So then the second thing on top of that, that I think played a real role was getting my name out there. I hear it a lot, you know, we're like, okay, I've got the offerings, I've got the website, I've got all the processes ready to go, but how do people actually find me? And whilst these days, all of my kind of marketing and my growth comes from my own audience, in those early days, I just didn't have the people there. You know, I didn't have hundreds of people watching my Instagram stories or listening into this podcast. And actually for me, the early days of getting my name out there looked a lot like showing up in other people's communities and doing things for others. Actually, when I think about the biggest things that have helped to grow my business, it's the individual relationships I have with other people in the industry. And I started this podcast in the February of 2018, which was the biggest excuse just to get out there and speak to people. Some of the people that I met in the very early days of this podcast, which let me tell you, a podcast is a great excuse to reach out to someone that you really admire to connect with. A lot of those initial connections have now turned into really strong friendships and relationships. And whilst I love those friendships for the way that they serve me and just support me, I can also see how they've helped serve the business. Because off the back of some of those relationships, I would be invited to host workshops in other people's membership groups, or I would do Instagram lives in collaboration with other people. And actually in those early days, that was exactly what I needed, was just an exposure to other people's audiences who were a right fit for me. So doing workshops for others, you know, pitching myself 
to groups, pitching myself to memberships, pitching myself to other people's kind of communities and just thinking what value can I add to them was a really great way for me to just get my name out there and begin to kind of find myself in this sea of business owners and really just begin to establish my name. Now that's not something that I have a huge focus on in my business now, purely because I'm at a position where, like I said at the start, a lot of my marketing is kind of done for me by the people that I've worked with and the impact that I have. But definitely in those early days, it took a really proactive approach to building relationships, to getting myself out there, and not to do it from a selling perspective, but just to do it from a connection and a service perspective, I think was really impactful. And actually the first ever person that worked with me was one of the people who I know had attended a workshop that I'd done. And then we'd had conversations off the back of that and that had led to them then booking me. So that one is one where I can be like 100% me getting out there, getting out in front of other people's audiences played a really fundamental role and honestly still does. It should probably be something that I bring back in as a bit of a focus because even though now I don't have as much time to give out to other people and their groups, I noticed that whenever I do it, for example, I did one this morning, it does really help my business because it just gives me a kind of ability to speak to a new audience and of course, my current audience are my faves, but it allows more people to kind of join in on that and find out what's going on. But at that time, that was really fundamental. Number two, getting my name out there, building relationships and just serving. And then for me, the third thing that I can really recognize played a role, and for me, if you're gonna leave this episode with one thing, it's this one, was to show up with consistency and show up with value. I cannot tell you how important just consistent action is in building anything. In my first year of business, things were actually quite easy when it came to gaining clients and making money. But ultimately the business that I built off the back of that wasn't what I wanted it to be. It didn't serve me in the way that I wanted it to serve me. It wasn't driven by values. It didn't feel good to run. And I think I had a steep learning curve in those first few months of 2018 of, oh, If I'm gonna build this in a way that works for me, actually this is gonna be harder work. And of course there were so many moments across that year where I just thought, why am I doing this? Is this ever gonna work? Is anyone ever going to pay me? And I can tell you that the only thing that got me through that period was just showing up with consistency and showing up with value. I did not know the business world then like I do now. I did not know my message then like I do now. I did not know my ideal client then like I do now. I was not as good of a coach then as I am now. But I just had this gut instinct that maybe, just maybe this would work. And I knew that if it was gonna work, it was gonna work by me just doing the thing and showing up and making it happen. So when it came to my own content, when it came to the stuff that I could control in terms of what I was putting out there, I was consistent with it. If anything, I was probably more consistent, definitely in terms of my email marketing, I'll say that, back then than I am now, because there was a real urgency behind it. And I think I understood, well, if I'm gonna build this the right way, I wanna build it community first. So actually my biggest urgency right now isn't to sell and isn't to convert, but is to connect. And it's to gather these people in and it's to communicate with them and try and understand them and give them value. And whilst of course that is a bit of a long game, I knew that if I was gonna do it anyway, it had to be that way. It had to feel sustainable, it had to feel good. So whilst those first two things of course played a role, if I hadn't then kind of underlined all of that with just a consistency in showing up and a real prioritization in showing up with value, that is a huge part of it, I don't think I would have made it through that year. 
I've actually talked about very openly over on Instagram about how in the middle of 2018, I was in a complete rut in my business and was so, so close to giving up. You know, I was almost a year really into stepping out of this burnout into this new business and I just wasn't seeing any traction. And I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that every single day I woke up like, I'm just gonna keep showing up and this is gonna be fine. There were days where it was really tough but I think I just knew in my gut, hey, if this is gonna work, this is how it's gonna work. And you can go and watch those videos over on Instagram. I talked a bit more on Instagram TV about what being in that rut in August particularly looked like and kind of how I stepped out of it. But it's actually no surprise to me that kind of the moment where I was so close to giving up and I really dug deep was also the moment where a few weeks later I first got that email saying, I'd love to work with you. What are the next steps? And on the kind of topic of money and I guess the length of time between me not taking on any clients, I just wanna make a note about actually what that looked like for me because I will never sit here and not acknowledge the role that kind of my personal circumstance has played in how I've built my business. So when I stepped into this kind of new phase of the business at the end of 2017, there were a few things that were true about my financial situation. So number one, I had savings from my first year in business, which was financially quite successful, so gave me a bit of buffer. Number two, I had very low expenditure. I did and still do live at home, so I didn't have many bills to pay. I didn't have other people relying on me. And number three, I had the security that if I needed it, flipping Nora did I not want to need it, and I was so annoyed if I ever did need it, of support from parents financially if I was really in a place where I needed it. So even from those things, you can understand how for me, waiting kind of, you know, nine months really to first book a client was a risk and was a decision that I was able to make. And I fully appreciate for some of you listening, that might look different for you. Now, do I think it has to take nine months? Absolutely not. I was learning a lot of lessons and, you know, I wasn't listening to the podcast that I should have been listening to, but hey-ho, that is what enabled me. My privilege, my situation allowed me to kind of wait it out in that season and really just play the long game and really just wait until what I knew and trusted maybe was coming, but I just didn't have the evidence for yet. And it's also worth saying at the start of 2018, I did have some clients, but they weren't clients that were ideal in any way. Like I said, I shifted from social media management to coaching. So in those first few months, I think I still was toying around with the idea that maybe I could still work with corporates, which was my old clients, and maybe I could still do social media management. Actually, I needed to take on those clients who definitely weren't ideal, not that they were bad people, but they just weren't a fit for what I wanted to build to give me even more clarity and certainty around what I did want to do. So what I'm telling you about here is the first ever client that I got, which for me was an ideal client in the sense that they were booking me for the work that I wanted to be doing and it was work that lined up with the business that I wanted to build. And really it just developed from there. It was absolutely gradual growth. It was not a case of booking that client and being fully booked in two months. I was actually first kind of officially fully booked a year on from that point. So really from initially pivoting to coaching to being fully booked, it was a two year period. Now, of course I can look back at that and think, oh my gosh, I would have saved so much time and energy if I'd have just done these things differently. But I'm actually really grateful for that journey. I learned so so much along the way and I definitely think I would not be where I am right now if I hadn't kind of gone through the motions of a lot of seasons of just waiting and trying and making mistakes and figuring out the best thing to do. 
So there we have it. That is a bit of a story around how I think I got my first client. Just a quick recap for you. Number one, grew in confidence, refined my offerings by working for free. Number two, got my name out there by building relationships and featuring in other people's communities. And number three, showed up with consistency and value and kept doing the thing. I so hope that has been helpful or supportive or comforting in some way. I don't know, whatever you need. I hope you found it in this episode. I will be back next Monday answering another one of your fantastic questions. So until then, I hope you have the best week and I will speak to you soon. 